0: And he basically described it as you are the bullseye and each layer outside the bullseye is who gives, it has the most influence on your life. And when I looked at that and I looked at who was in my next ring, and so the people I was spending the most time with, the people I was allowing in, I realized, oh my God, my bullseye needs to be completely rearranged.
1: Well, welcome. Welcome to the show, Stephanie Russell. I'm so happy that you are here. So excited to be here. Thank you so much, Gina. Oh, I'm super pumped. I just love how people come into your life and then you just meet these awesome people. So I'm super stoked to dive into today's episode. So for those people who are listening and who might not know who you are, can you just take a moment and introduce yourself, what you do,
0: all the juicy stuff. Well, if you want all the juice, it may take more than a minute, but um, (laughs) so basically I am many things. I call myself a multi-passionate entrepreneur because I don't want to decide on just one thing, but my biggest passion right now is life coaching and um, facilitation in general. So facilitating personal development courses, things that can really help people to move their lives forward. That's it in a nutshell. Oh, I
1: love it. And we have so much in common. So it's going to be really cool to see how many uh, paths cross and how many things we have in common when we really dive in. Um, So just curious, have you always been an entrepreneur and into this world? Has this been your jam forever? I kind of know the answer, but can you share with us
0: your journey to becoming right now a life coach? So Uh, to the entrepreneur thing, I have, I was in the beauty industry and still am um, for 18 years. And one thing that was common for me was I'm really not easily led by anybody. So I recognized through my journey that I'm super independent. And although I love working with a group of people, um, I work best when I can be in some sort of leadership or partnership role. So that kind of led me through the whole journey into being an entrepreneur. So that part of the journey happened for me actually in 2019, I opened up my own little salon suite and I had this beautiful moment and I've been a contract worker for a big hair care company for years, 18 Uh years. So that was an individual thing too. Um, but then for life coaching with that company, which is Redkin, I'm sure the audience has heard of most of them might have heard of Redkin. Um, they always have personal development courses. And in a point in my life when I had the lowest point, literally my lowest day ever, I we had a training. And I met in that training, they had a life coach, and he was giving a personal development day for us all. And it was at the most divine moment that it ever could have been. And at that moment, I knew I want to do this for others because I felt so uplifted. I needed it so bad in that moment because my life was falling apart. And then I just felt hope for the future. I felt hope for the first time in a long time. I knew my path. But the funny thing is, I didn't necessarily trust myself enough to do coaching right away. So it, took me over a decade to actually jump into those shoes more like 15 years, but for 15 years, I've been training to be a life coach. So, Oh, I love that. That is so beautiful.
1: And it's so funny how things and moments of time come
0: to us when we really need them. It was incredible. Well, just to give the the listeners some, um, context on that, uh, at the time, I was in an, an abusive relationship, an emotionally abusive relationship. There was a dish, uh, like addiction issues on on uh, my partner's end. And um, I was just at a very low point. And at that meeting, I'd flown to Toronto. We had had the biggest fight of our relationship and I knew it was done. And so he had described this one little activity about your bullseye. And he basically described it as you are the bullseye. And each layer outside the bullseye is who gives, it has the most influence on your life. And when I looked at that and I looked at who was in my next ring, and so the people I was spending the most time with, the people I was allowing in, I realized, oh my God, my bullseye needs to be completely rearranged. So I went home and broke up with my then partner instantly
1: and changed
0: my life completely in one weekend and just from one main activity. Now I'm not saying I wasn't led up to that. Like I'm not saying I I had to be ready to be there as you know, as a coach, Um, but it all came at that divine moment. So, yeah. I love that analogy. I've never heard the bullseye before, but
1: what a good lesson for our listeners. Like if you are feeling stuck, if you're feeling in a place where you feel like there's no end, look at your bullseye, look who's around you, look who's supporting you, who's not supporting you. And, you know, that's such a powerful thing. And that's something that I've had to do a lot of inner work on, too, is who was in my circle. And it really is one of the biggest indicators of the quality of your life.
0: It is. And I mean, it's just a great way to expose to the fact that you don't have to push everybody outside your life. No, but it's maybe rearranging where they sit and how much energy we allow them to have of us. Right. So that for me was huge. Yeah. And not only that, but who else we
1: bring in closer to us, you know? So it's, yeah. And I, there's a lot of pressure. Sometimes you hear cut those people out, let them go. And some people do have to go, but I think it doesn't have to be all or none, you know? And it can be something that we can rearrange. And maybe you're not giving yourself or all of yourself to this person, but maybe, okay, once a week I'll hang out with them, right? So it's these small changes that matter. That's right. They make a big impact. They do. So at the age of 38, you made a big transition.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, COVID happened with that. Uh, Basically the lockdown happened with that, you know? So yeah, everything locked down last year. And just like, I think a lot of us, I had to take a moment and be like, well, if not now, when, and it was the perfect time to finish my life coaching certification, which I've been working on um, picking away at for so long and, Um, And just making that big shift into something new, it gave me that that moment to breathe and to really look and see what do I want to do. And I just kind of threw myself in there, you know. Threw my hat in the ring. Here we go. <laughs> but what a great lesson. And I deliberately,
1: deliberately brought up age because I feel sometimes we hold on to the excuse. Well, I, you know, those days are gone. I'm almost, you know, to my 40s. I had somebody say this to me. You're almost 40 and you're changing careers, a good career that's good paying and a pension.
0: And it's like it's never too late. No. Well, I mean, same thing for me. I actually. I mean, I consider myself, I label myself a recovering people pleaser, overachiever and perfectionist because I call, I call it part of the population POP, um, because there's so many of us who can relate to this. And anyways, I went through the hair world and I had so many successes, Gina, uh, I'm so grateful for that career. And it certainly set me up to be where I am right now, but I also know and recognize that at some point had to acknowledge that I was on the wrong ladder. I was climbing the wrong ladder. And although I had all these achievements, I actually, last year in January, I was offered, I've always had this, I've always been a goal setter and I had my dream board done up and I had everything I wanted to do with, with, in my career. And the last goal that I hadn't achieved was this huge hair show. And I wanted to be a platform artist for that hair show. I wanted to teach at that show for so many reasons in my 20s um, that didn't align with me when they asked me. So I finally got the opportunity in January to do it. And when they asked me, something came up that kind of got in the way of me being able to do it. And honestly, Gina, when I look back on it, and to anybody who's listening, who's listening from the Redkin world, I'm sorry that I'm admitting this right now. I really do love Redkin. I love everything about it. But in that moment, when I had this little struggle about putting everything together to do a virtual show for them, I let that go. And I said, you know what? I am going to let that. That's not my dream anymore. Now, if you had told my 20-year-old self, that I was going to say no to it, that I was going to give up that opportunity. I probably would have told you, there's no way, absolutely no way. Um, But at the time, like I said, one little roadblock came up and that little roadblock, I made me stop and say, is this a hurdle I want to, 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 to jump over? Right. Is this something that's for me, my next step? And the truth be told, it wasn't. That's beautiful. And so, but if that had been my 20 year old self, I would have went everywhere to, I would have done what I could to to cross over that roadblock, but I just knew it wasn't, that wasn't my ladder to climb anymore. I had to get off. And so, yeah, that was another big aha moment. And, you know, for the listener that may not resonate, but it might, like, it's just kind of recognizing for me, I now know what my, and I always say this, my 80 and 90 year old self, whatever age I reach. Um, I know what she wants. At least I, I know as much as I can right now, and so I always look at that and I say, okay, well, what would she want me to do here? And at the time, I recognized that with so much on my plate, she wanted me to focus on the coaching aspect. I that was- think that what you, that was brilliant,
1: absolutely brilliant. Because the thing is, I feel that, and this is relatable to anybody who is listening, in my opinion, because. We all get those little bumps and sometimes our goals are goals that we set because we feel we need to set a goal and our goals are dictated by those who we are surrounded by. So I'm not surprised that your goal shifted as you change the people around you. And as you started doing this personal development, because we don't teach these things growing up, we teach you had to do something, you pick it, you stick through it, you go all the way. But giving yourself permission to ask yourself, like, do I want to continue to do this is the best gift you can give to yourself? You know, and I think those little bumps, like that's a nudge to say, do you really want this? And I think so many of us, and I did this myself, say yes, when we know our bodies are screaming, don't do it. But pride and shame and expectation gets in the way and you push through like your old 20 self, 20 year old self. So I think that's a beautiful gift is in those pauses, ask yourself, is this really what you want? You know, and I'm not talking about like, oh, you're scared or anything like that, but really
0: getting clear, like, is this going to bring me closer to who I want to become? Well, you bring up a really good point because I actually had to journal on on all that um, because I had to, that was one of the biggest things that I had to look at. Is it because I was afraid of this goal or was it truly because It wasn't my goal anymore, so that that is a huge point to bring up Gina because when we're going through these processes and we're making these changes, I highly recommend a journal like that's my best friend. Um, Because and and not just the journal, um, but the questioning skills, you know i'm really getting down to what. Is it who am I doing it for? That was the biggest thing for me and always has been, especially like I said, recovering people pleaser here. Yeah. (laughs) Who am I doing it for? And when I looked at everything, what I was doing it for, I was I was doing it for the appearance of success to prove myself, right? To make sure that people knew that even though I was a hairstylist, you know, that I was successful as a hairstylist because. When I went into that, that career, I had so many people saying, really, you're going to do hairstyling, Stephanie, you know, and it was, it was just, my whole family was against it. And so I had to prove to so many people in my head that I wasn't just going to be a hairstylist. Now I want to say right now to shout out to all my hairstylist friends out there, because there is no just a hairstylist. Once you get in the industry, you know, the, their, the intention of all of these people to serve and to really create beauty and help people to feel beautiful within themselves is a gift that I am so blessed to have had. Um, But I didn't recognize that gift and I didn't value being a hairstylist until much later in my career. And I especially value it now that I am pretty much out of that career now. I mean, I'm doing a little bit of it because those last minute people they are just like, I'm gonna take you with me, you're coming to the wave. Um, But other than that, yeah, it's just, um, it's it's a blessing. But I didn't see that in the beginning. In the beginning, I saw it as um, being a career that was lesser than. And I am so grateful to know the difference now. And I will back any hairstylist, anybody in the beauty industry, anybody in the service industry, pretty much any career you choose, um just remember and this is for the audience and for myself too it's for us to remember that whatever we put our heart into is worth it there is no career that is better than another it's just society sets us up in all this comparison way that makes us think that one you know you get paid more it's better or if it has a higher status it's better you know whatever that is all just an illusion we need everybody and this is why you know and i'm sorry to go on a tangent here but this is why i really believe that it's so important to follow our our hearts because we need every person in this society to do the thing that they do best and what do we do best we do what we follow what we do what our heart says that's what we're going to put the most energy into and that's what we're going to do the best work with so i think that's a mic drop right there <laughs>
1: It's so true. And I feel that sometimes, not sometimes, all the freaking time, society puts their labels and expectations, and then it drives this insecurity piece of us where, like you said, you had to prove to yourself, didn't matter you were getting warning signs, didn't matter if you were happy, didn't matter. It was like, I have to prove myself. And I think there are so many, and I know there are so many people who are listening and who are not listening and who are in the exact same position where they feel their only option is to put their head down and carry through with something that is sucking the soul out of them. And it's not the only option. And I think you hit such a great point on the fact that we all have things that we care about and we have to follow that piece in us in order for the world to operate there is no higher, lesser, I'm better, you're better. And even though we were told that we can choose to not believe that. Exactly. You know, and I think this comes by to kind of circle back to the journaling. It, you know, this is how we start to kind of peel back the layers on who we are and question ourselves and say, okay, I was told this is a truth, but do I want to believe it? I was told, this is how I have to run my life, but do I want to believe it? And journaling for me too, has been the biggest tool in my toolkit. And I think it's going to always be there because I think as we go through life, as we meet new people, get to new milestones, we are constantly up-leveling and we're constantly changing, but those thoughts are
0: still going to be there. It's just a new level, new devil. I say, you know, I love that new level. I've never heard that before. I also with the journey journaling piece, I, I, You know, for the listener out there and for anybody who's thinking because we're both coaches and, you know, maybe that's not where somebody is right now. Maybe they're thinking, okay, coaching's just not ready. I'm not ready for that right now. Then the next best thing is to journal and it is to ask yourself different questions because that's what a coach is going to do. They're going to ask you different things that are going to make you dive deep. Now, of course, you know, you have the accountability piece and there are some things that come with a coach. But with the journaling aspect, I'm going to tell you that is going to get you a long way if you can ask yourself the right questions. Yes, Because that's the key. And I, there's just so many creative ways that you can do that within the journaling process. Like, I mean, I even go so far as my goodness, I even go so far as Oracle cards, sterile cards, not the way of reading um, any sort of future or any, anything like that. But when a card comes up and then just using it as, okay, well, does that relate to me today as a creative piece, almost like an inkblot test yeah, from a psychology standpoint? And if it, if I can't, if it doesn't resonate, then that's fine. But What does resonate there? And it's a way of pulling something out of myself that I had possibly no idea that was there. So I do that with my journaling every single morning, because again, how do you know what questions to ask yourself? Exactly. I do the same thing. That's why I'm smiling so big. Oh, cool. (laughs) I love it. And because you're
1: right, sometimes we can't see it. But So for the person who's like, I can't do tarot cards. I can't like ask myself deep questions. I don't even know where to start. What's one question that you could give
0: them that they could start to journal on? What do I need right now? Love it. Yeah, that would be that was the first thing that came to my mind. Um, And then the next step is, why do I need it? Mm, Why do I feel like I need it? Right. And I think that that could open up a box all its own.
1: Exactly. And it's so funny because a lot of people will come to me and I don't know how to journal and they have this expectation that journaling has to be a certain way. I'm giving you permission and I've been a teacher for 15 years. I'm giving you permission to not worry about your grammar, not worry about your spelling, not being able to read your writing after like, let it be messy. Let it be whatever it needs to be for you. Like no one's going to read it. And I actually had a client say to me once, like, I can't write it because I'm afraid someone's going to read it. Legitimate fear, burn it, rip it up, throw it in the ocean, do some therapeutic release with it. Like there's always a solution. If you look for the solution, there's
0: always going to be a problem. If you look for a problem. Amen to that. Ironically, I had the same thing. I had a client with the same thing. So it might be a common fear out there. It is going to read this. Right. Um, and that's probably something that happened in the past that you know you either had the fear that somebody was reading your stuff or that it actually happened because how many snoopy moms did we have um but for good reason for love um but in the end like you said it's not necessarily about keeping the journal it's not about any of that it's about um so many things but even just to express ourselves and take the time to write Gives a different perspective than to even speak it out. So Mm. that's another thing that um, I've done. I don't currently do it, but I've done in the past. Is I keep a a voice memo journal um, in my phone, and that works really well too. Because when you hear yourself saying it out loud, sometimes there's this epiphany that happens. Is like I can't even say that out loud,
1: right? And sometimes we say things and we don't even realize we're saying them. And you go back and you're like, oh shit, I didn't realize that. And you just hear it differently, right? But I think too, it was like just getting it out. We hold so many things inside for fear of judgment, shame, like just allow yourself to rid your body of all the tension. Like I haven't met somebody who journaled or who had a good conversation that after said, I don't feel
0: good about that. You need the release. Exactly. I mean, the only way they would feel not good is if it was with the wrong person, but your journal can't be your wrong person right? Exactly. Like Brene Brown. Um, and he is just a pioneer in the whole shame department. So if anybody's not familiar with her, she has a podcast that you can listen to. She also has several books. Um, you, she has a plethora of videos on YouTube. Um, it's Brene, B-R-E-N-E Brown. A lot of people think it's Rone. Um, but she talks about shame, but she also has a really great story about the fact that we need to be careful with who we share our shame with. So back to that bullseye, right? And you have no worries. It's like, you can't share your shame and you're not, you can share your shame all you want to your journal. You can share your shame all you want to your dog, to your cat, right? They are never going to make you feel worse about yourself. But if you have that person who you continually run to and they automatically, when you're done, you feel like that weird feeling inside, like, oh darn, I shouldn't have said that. That's not your person to share no. that with. You need to find somebody else in order that is not going to make you feel like that. You need to be very, very careful about, again, who you share that quote unquote shame with. Now, I'd love to I'd love to bust shame out of this world completely. Mm-hmm. Um but that's not realistic for today. So, <laughs> but again, no. back, back to the journal, it's a, it's a great way to release, like you said, without any feelings of repercussions from what are they going to think? What are they going to say?
1: I love it. And I'm so glad you brought that up and I'll put Brene's uh, handle and all that. Like I have read every one of her books. Some I've read twice. Like you said, her podcast is incredible and she just humanizes the emotion of shame and helps you just bust past it. Um, I just love everything she stands for. So I'll put all that in the show notes too, so people can find her, but it's so important. Um, You know, when you've said something to the wrong person and that person is maybe saying it to somebody else, like that's a legitimate fear, but you also know somebody who you can trust and if you don't have anybody you have two people here right now who would sit down with you and not make you feel guilty but will normalize whatever you're feeling so there's always people out there who can support you and help you in this journey and i think it's so important to talk about that all right i kind of i think that from the journaling piece i think it's such an important tie in because i i believe and i'll let you speak more of this now in a second But I believe that in order for you to get from where you were to where you are, it didn't happen by accident. (laughs) Can you talk a little bit about the journey, maybe the habits that you've developed? I know we talked about the bullseye, but you and I both know that being in the coaching world, it's not an easy transition. It takes, it takes a lot of work. Right. And, but can you just speak a little bit about maybe some of the things that you put in place, some things that you've done to get
0: you to where you are today? Yeah, for sure. So first steps first is education. I mean um, it's so important to it doesn't matter. Education could be reading a book. It can be listening to a podcast. It doesn't have to be a huge investment at this point, um, but just get curious. So that's what I did first. I got curious about what was out there. And so that's a piece of my everyday. I do, no matter what, I learn something every day. Like I I either listen to a podcast for at least half an hour to an hour, sometimes more, but that's just me. Are Um, we the same person? Probably. I'm not surprised. I actually, we haven't met before today, but I mean, I'm sure we both creeped each other. And when I looked, I said, oh my God, wow. Okay. We're going to have so much to talk about. Oh, Um, I love it. Yeah. So I, I do my best to learn every day. And I think it's so important for all of us to do that just because it's growth. And it also gives us the availability to see maybe do we have another interest? Is there something else there for us? I mean, just because we married a job doesn't mean that we can't invest some curious curiosity and play in another way. So I was invested in my hairstyling career at the time. Like I said, I've been doing personal development journey for 15 years. And so, you know, I, all through that, I was just taking different courses on the side. The other, the other thing that I really value besides of course, like I said, there's now learning and journaling um, is Meditation. I know that so many people we talk about meditation and we talk about mindfulness. And I think some people might even be sick of hearing it. Yeah, I got you, girl. You meditate. Good for you. I, it's just I I have and I also know that from sitting with my hairstyling clients and talking about these things and meditation, a lot of them say, Stephanie, I can't meditate. I can't turn my brain off. It's like. We have so many misconceptions about what meditation is and what mindfulness is, number one. But number two, we have so much stimulation coming in from the outside world that causes stress within our bodies that if we don't take a moment to de stress ourselves and just recharge our battery in that way, we do it when we sleep. So if you're getting good sleep, then girl you're meditating or 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 man you're meditating <laughs> but it's if you're not getting good sleep and you're not recharging your batteries in one way or another, then we need to look at what can I do to do that and meditation mindfulness can be as simple as taking a few deep breaths consciously you know i had um I had somebody say to me it's like oh, I've never meditated in my life I said well have you ever taken a deep breath and they said yes and I said, well you've meditated." right? It's It's just extending that day by day to be a little bit more. And I don't do Gina. I don't do any more than, okay. That's a lie. Sometimes I do a little more. Okay. Well, my baseline every day is 15 minutes of meditation. That's just my, that's my baseline. And honestly, if I get five minutes in some days and that's all I can get, I'm, I I'm proud of myself. Um, so I think another point of the self care and getting here is letting go of my expectations because i have really big perfectionist um default settings in me and so for instance if i've meditated 30 days in a row and then day 31 i don't meditate um my default setting would be to be like oh you failed <laughs> see your streak's over instead of recognizing the fact hey i did 30 days of that and so it's what is the minimum amount that i can do and be proud of myself I love that. Yeah. And I think setting that up to be just a few minutes, right. Um, so meditation, I could go on and on. There's so much more, you know, dancing, finding something, some way that moves your body. That's good. That feels good. You know, not about weight loss, but just like what feels good for you. Some people don't enjoy dancing. That's cool, but there's gotta be something that feels good. Maybe it's like going for a walk in nature, something. Um, And then other than that, that's a gratitude practice. Another one, people are going to be like, yes, girl. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. But it's, it's um, the reason behind it is again, back to the stressors that we have in life. If we don't find a way to de-stress ourselves and get back to a setting within ourselves that is of peace, then we are going to continue to be a ping pong bong ping pong ball in this world. You just, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And And a lot of us
1: are, a lot of us are just bouncing around trying to find some sort of peace, but finding, trying to find it in ways that they're never
0: going to find it. You said it and it's, it's outside of ourselves uh-huh. and appreciation and love and things like that. Like just doing a gratitude practice or an appreciation practice. And, and again, I do recommend journaling it. Um, there's lots of studies to show that that works best. But even if you can just like lie in bed before you go to sleep at night for, and do like a, a gratitude practice for just a couple minutes, when you get up in the morning, before you get out of bed, do it again for a couple minutes. But the key is, and Gina, I know you're aware of this because um, I know that you do it. But it's you gotta feel it in your body. You gotta feel you can't get you can't get up from your gratitude practice until you're feeling good. And yes. then you, you hit home. But then you've hit home, right? Then then you're good to go. Go on your day. You've got at least you've had the the least you can say is I've had two minutes of feeling good today. Yeah. And if you can say for some people, Gina, as you know, some people can't even say they've had two minutes of feeling good. Yeah. And that's right? really sad. Yeah. And and that's the and it's the simplest gratitude is the simplest way to say. Hey, I've, I've given myself two, two, three minutes of feeling good today. 100%. And I think too, like what just came to my mind
1: then, and I don't know if this is like a teacher thing, but I remember, you know, saying to my students, like, you know, when you're apologizing, you mess up and a kid goes, sorry. And you're like, no, you had to say it like you mean it. You have to, you know, and then the body posture changes and you go, I'm sore. And you take that ownership. Like there was a huge difference. And I think, Sometimes people do gratitude affirmations and they're like, I'm grateful for, but they're not even really grateful. They're saying it to check a box off. They're doing it to say, I did it, but you didn't really do it. It's the same thing as saying a sewer going, sorry,
0: it doesn't mean anything. (laughs) Right. It's like, it's like really wanting to get a good workout and you go for a run. It's like, okay. You run five steps and you're like, oh, I got my in. I mean, I listen, good on you for getting your run in. Don't get me wrong. That's a start good yeah. on you, but you also can't have the expectation that it'll change your life if you're only doing a few steps. Right. And so same thing with the um, gratitude practice. I agree.
1: And, you know, back to like the meditation and, I know I've said this on the podcast before, but if you would have said to me 10 years ago, I would be recommending meditation, I would have eye-rolled you so hard and said, me, no. So I get the resistance around meditation. I get the resistance around doing these things. I get the eye-roll of my God, like, okay, I got to do these things. But the thing is, is like, we are constantly already like even without like being intentional we are constantly saying things to ourselves that's tearing tearing ourselves down we are listening to propaganda we're listening to society we're listening to social media tell us things about ourselves that we don't like we're being taught to tear ourselves down and other people down so you're already doing the work whether you realize it or not every time you pick up the phone, that is you contributing to your bad mental health. That is you contributing to your bad self-talk. That is you contributing to you not loving yourself. So if you're already taking the actions to do those things, why not take the actions to really flip the switch on this and say, you know what, today I'm not going to go on my phone. Sometimes my meditation is my football game. I go, I run, I throw the ball, I'm there, I'm focused. I forget about all my problems. I leave the field. Most times if I have a bad game is a different story, but most days I leave that field going, okay, I feel good. So instead of getting caught up on what meditation is or isn't an meditation, ask how you can apply that to your life. Because if you can, and I talk a lot about the two minute rule, if you can do something for two minutes, that's going to change your day. And you're not willing to do that. Ask yourself why? Seriously. And like, I shared this on my call last night, but we're human, Stephanie. We have days where we don't feel motivated. We we have days where we're like, I don't have anything to be grateful for. I have a voice clip in my phone. Talk about your voice clips. And it's, and I have an iPhone, so you can go in and change your your heading. And I have a a voice clip that says, when you need a kick in the ass, listen to this. It's less than two minutes But it's me giving myself a pep talk, reminding me of why I'm doing this work, reminding me of my goals and my vision. And it's all I need some days, those two minutes to change and to remind myself of what I'm working for. And if we don't have two minutes for
0: ourselves, then what do we have? You just inspired me, Gina, because I just before this call, I had a friend text me and she was basically she had this huge. Opportunity. and she um was one of very few people in North America to get nominated for an award. like just to get to where she got was in the beauty industry was i mean, frig. it was it was we're talking about uh, the internet, okay? And we're talking about thousands and thousands of entries. And she got top fifteen. And she called me and she said, You know, she was feeling kind of down because she went she, she didn't win. And she knew that in her mind, she was like, I know I didn't win, but, and I know I shouldn't be down on this because I know I did well. I know I did top 15. And I sent her back um, a, a voicemail. And I said to her, I said, girl, listen, when you were 10 years ago, you looking at what you did today, you would be shitting yourself about how far you've come. So the next time that you think, that you didn't do, you didn't win, you didn't do the thing. You remember that ten year ago, you looking at today's you and being like, "Holy shit!" But here's what you just did: the aha for me, Gina, is that I don't have a clip of me doing that for me. Mm, you need it because we don't ask for help. I don't know about you, girl, but like it's so
1: hard to like we give all day long, but we don't have it for ourselves. And I recorded a podcast yesterday and. One of the things I talked about was, it was a solo one, it was, sometimes we search, like we were looking for things from the outside, we want support, we want these things, and I was like, we have to give it back to ourselves. so I can't be looking for other people to give that to me, I can give that to myself, so Frig. yeah, that that kicks my ass when I need it. And hearing your own voice and being like, no, like you get up, you do the thing, you keep the promises, you don't break a promise to anybody else. Why are you breaking it to yourself? It's hilarious to listen to, but it does the trick.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm on that. Thank you for that. See, this is gold, and I got a nugget today.
1: Awesome. And for our listeners, I encourage you to do that same thing. So I kind of want to totally flip the script, and I don't normally do this, but self care is great. You know, all these things that we're doing, taking care of ourselves, avoiding burnout, all the strategies you just shared really leads to like living a good life of being productive and happy and all these things. But what we don't talk about a lot of, and I'm all about keeping it real here, is the unsexy side of self care and the repercussions, we'll say. Of self care, because I guarantee you can relate to the fact that when you started implementing self care, there were some people who resisted back, I would say. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I'd love to dive into what the unsexy parts were for you and how you overcame them to really continue to put self care in place, because everybody who is listening, they know they need self care they know they need these things but it's the pieces that people aren't talking about the repercussions what are people going to think we don't talk enough about that and i think if we can give some hope to our listeners how to overcome those things
0: self care can seem more manageable well you know i'm not sure if this is the direction you wanted to take but i can only go where my mind's going right yeah. now and there's a there's a few things pieces to this that i see um Number one, that I have very set up in my life, I set it up, like, I mean, I, I have to take uh, acknowledgments of, of that, is that I don't have children. I chose not to have children. And I love everybody who did that. Um, I appreciate, I love children so much. It just wasn't for me. And so I don't have that hurdle. Right. But I will say from my mom, I have friends who do. And I have um, a couple friends in particular that are really resistant to self-care and they you know when I I remind them and in the beginning I'm going to go two tangents here so in the beginning when I started doing self-care I wanted everybody to do it I wanted I wanted like there was nobody that I didn't want to do it I knew the right way like this is the right way everybody has to do it and it has to be my way (laughs) so I put a lot of pressure on um, those who were close to me to be like did you try this very very preachy (laughs) Um, so that didn't do me well in my relationships. Number one, I'm just going to put that out there. Um, but it's, it's a journey and Hey, we've, we've come so far because of it, but the, the struggle is real for people who have so many, um, people that are dependent on them. Yeah. And I don't have that in my life. Myself and my husband are extremely independent and I, so I'm able to take the time as much time, really, as I desire, as I want to give myself to try new things. But I recognize that that's my life. That's not everybody else's life. And I know that my friends who have children, they feel the judgment. They feel, if they feel bad, if they're going to go take a bath, sometimes they feel bad to lock the door to take a bath. You know, they feel bad for taking 20 minutes to read a book if they they haven't had 20 minutes to read their child a book. You know, so some people have it's there's so much energy expenditure that has to happen for giving back to other people but for them it's so much more important to make sure that they're giving it back to them and so i more. think we need to flip the script on um you know self care and just recognizing we need to re-energize ourselves. Like, even if we don't look at it, like I'm pampering myself, it's just, I'm feeling drained. You know, I'm, I know when I'm drained, Gina, I'm not sure about you, but when I'm drained, I'm not my best self. No, I am testy. I am irritable. Um, don't come across me when I'm hangry. Oh, my mom just says, right my mouth. Mom says, <laughs> "Yeah, She's like, you are the Snickers commercial, Stephanie. Like I am the most, Um, probably overall most pleasant person that you you'll meet just in terms of I love being around you. I'm I love our you know, being around people, conversations and and then but if I'm hangry, that's it.
1: Oh, I could totally relate. Totally. That's amazing. Sorry. (laughs) I'm like a a different person. And my friend Jackie and I, same thing. We get each other. Like if we travel somewhere, we're like, yeah, no, no, we don't push supper two hours. Like if we need
0: to eat, we need to eat now. They know that a red can do with me if we're traveling. It's hilarious. for your safety. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So, but yeah, and so we come, you know, we know that we're not our best selves when our energy is drained and yet we don't take the responsibility of it to re-energize ourselves and we keep going on this battery that's zero and we have so much expectation and I'm going to say women in general. And, uh, you know, yeah. women in general, and um, to be mom, to be career, to be whatever And in North America, I know, cause I don't live in other countries, but I know in North America, the pressure is real it's, and, yeah, and it's terrible. Like we need to change that. <laughs> exactly. We need yeah. to normalize in these conversations. That's what does it. Yep. And, so, you know, to recognize that if you want to be your best self, and I always put it on, on moms for their kids, because I know it gets them in the heart, Yeah. <laughs> it's it right in the field. I'm like. If, you know, if you're a mom and you are not doing self-care, then you are not being your best mom. I'll even take it one step further. That's
1: really going to get you in the ticker because here's the thing your ch- and I can say this because I've seen children. I've worked with children. I've worked with human. Like I, I see this all the time. Your child is watching everything that you are doing and they are learning from you. So that child that you feel that you can't take your 10 minutes for yourself, that child is watching you, and they're learning their behaviors, their coping mechanisms, their tolerance for stress, their idea of what life is supposed to look like through through you. That's how they're learning. So then I want you to fast forward. Your I'm because t- I have a stepdaughter. I every time I think children, I think her. Fast forward your daughter now in her 20s, 30s, becoming a mom and she's coming to you and she is exhausted and she looks you in the eyes and said, mom, I can't take time for yourself. And at this point, you realize the damage you've done to your body. Your kids are all grown and you realize that you have planted these seeds into your own daughter. You've planted these expectations and you see her suffering and your daughter will not take the time for herself. And you know what's coming for her if she doesn't change. So don't wait till your daughter or son or child is in their 20s and it's uh, it's almost, not too late, but it's really hard to change, we all know as an adult. So instead of looking at your child in the age of 20, what can you start doing for them right now to start showing them that self-care is important, that taking the time, that saying no is actually the most beautiful word in your vocabulary. If you're not gonna do it for yourself, do it for them. You know, and that always gets them in the ticker, you know, but it's like, I say that with so much love. I say that because I was there, I was 20 years old, raising a teenager, and I did not have any of these coping mechanisms in place, but I was also diagnosed with major burnout. I was also diagnosed with a situation anxiety, depression, and PTSD because I didn't listen to my body.
0: I didn't do what I needed. So, you know, you have a choice. Well, and I, similar to that, uh, Gina, is myself, I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder actually only a few years ago. And it, yeah, and this is after like years of personal development. And I didn't, I had sat in my doctor's office and something that we were talking about just made me break down. And then we went through the whole process of anxiety because I was taking, I in order to get up on stage with um, Redkin at the time, I would have to take outvant um, because my nerves and my stress levels will get so high because of the perfectionism the people pleasing the overachieving it got to the point where it was show day and I was about to get in, in front of thousands of people to you know do my thing or whatever to to, to entertain them and 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 educate them. And then I'm leading a team as well. And I, it was overload. And so when I sat down with her and I was asking for another prescription and she was like, okay, we need to talk. And she asked me three words that changed my complete life. She asked me, are you content? And I broke down and said, I don't know if I can think of one time in my life I've ever been content. Oh, so that's why. I'm on this journey now. I say to this point that my first almost 40 years were spent primarily in pain. Yeah. And my next 40 are going to be in pleasure, primarily in pleasure. Amen to that. Yes. Because the thing is, is that I don't want anybody to get to that point where they have to sit down in front of a doctor's office. But I ignored, like you said, I ignored every one of those signs. Yeah. Every one of them. And back to the whole like, you know, self-care thing and, and the, you know, the, the darker side of self-care that we don't talk about the things that we that come up in our minds. And it's back to the fact that, you know, it doesn't have to be this huge thing with self-care, but what it does have to be is recognizing that we're feeling off recognizing calling it that we're feeling stressed i mean in this world today gina as you know when we are trying to be that achiever when we're trying to do everything we sometimes it's even hard to express the fact that we're stressed oh my god you yes. know yeah. to even admit it like i'm overwhelmed like you said the word overwhelmed like to to admit that you're overwhelmed yeah. but if we don't admit it to ourselves exactly then it's going to perpetuate Oh, absolutely. And even for
1: our listeners, like what a powerful journal activity for you to do tomorrow is to sit down and ask yourself, are you content and let yourself journal that out. And the piece behind all of this is like you just said, Stephanie, these are not big moves. But if you're like, even something as simple, and once again, I said this last night in the call, like we make self-care this big, like, oh, and a lot of people don't even want to acknowledge self-care because they are so stuck in this. And I can say this because I've been there. The reason why I was so resistant to self-care because I was being a murderer. I had to fix everybody. I was like, no, I'm good. I'm putting myself last. But it was because I had so many pieces of me that were unhealed that in order to deal with that, I put a mask on. I needed to fix everybody else for me to feel worthy, for me to feel loved, for me to feel whole. But the moment I stopped and I asked myself, am I really happy? What am I missing? And why am I looking for love outwards instead of inwards? When I did that, the word no became my favorite word, me saying I need a moment to myself became normal for me, and it just allowed me to take my power back, right? So for those people who are listening and are like, I need to start two minutes, you're driving in the car, you turn the news off, you listen to your power voice message instead, you're in the shower and you're picking apart your body, say kind things instead. I get my clients to put their affirmations in the mirror and as they're brushing their teeth and doing their hair. Now I can't, my hair, as you can see, Stephanie's in ponytail. You'd have a field day with me. I don't take time to do my hair. So, but some people spend a lot of time putting your makeup on. So that's time that you're spending in front of a mirror, have your affirmations there, say kind things to yourself. Like it's not this, oh, I need to take an hour long bath and I need to sit down with the candles. No, it's not even those things. Those are the things that you do when you have come to your max and you're like, I'm done, I'm done. I just need something for me, but we need to be preventative, right? We need to be putting these things in place before it gets to the point of you're like, I'm done.
0: Well, I have, by the way, amen to that. Two things came up in my mind and I love synchronicity. I like, I love how conversations, like you have mentioned a couple of times, you had this conversation yesterday and I had this conversation yesterday in the staff room because yesterday was a hair day for me. And, um, and even though I, I have my own individual salon suite, I love the fact that we have a little community there so we can all go in, like we got this little staff room. Anyways, and one of, they were having this conversation when I came in and it was about the fact that um, what people value. Right. And one of them said, she said, I'm a smoker, you know, so I'm going to I will make sure I got my money for my cigarettes. right. But some people will not. um, They value whatever they value is what they're going to make sure that they have time for or money for. Like that is, that is it, amen, right? And so when we look at our lives, what are you valuing that you don't even know you're valuing, right? So are you valuing 20 minutes on Instagram? Are you valuing, hey, 20 minutes? If somebody's only spending 20 minutes on Instagram a day, amen to them, nine chances out of 10, they're spending two hours on Instagram or yes. Facebook a day. And that's fine if you value it and you can truly say that that adds to your life. But it doesn't. We both know that. And whoever's listening knows that (laughs) you feel shitty about yourself and you don't feel good
1: and you get off and you're like, why did I spend the last two hours on Instagram? It's no good.
0: Sorry. Exactly. No. And the bullseye back to that. What bullseye are you creating with your social media? So, you know, what accounts are you following? What are you letting in? All that. Just going to drop that little uh, piece there. Yes. (laughs) But the other thing I want to say, and this is going to be another one that is a tough love and it's truly love and I, when I say this, I want everyone who's listening to know I am not there 100% of the time. But what I do know to be true is, I do know that when I'm living from a place of um, my heart space, so I am living from a place where I am feeling love for myself. I am then able to feel love for others. When I'm from a place where I'm feeling calm and peaceful and not chaotic inside, then I can then feel and be more for other people. And I had this beautiful coach when I was with Rick and say when I was talking about before. And he said something to me as well, besides the bullseye that really hit home for me. And he said, Stephanie, when you're coaching people, Always coach from a place of love. If you are not in a place of love, do not coach them because if you're not from a place of love, you are coaching them. And he didn't really go into all this, but I'm going to say you're coaching them from a place of your own insecurities. You're coaching them from a place of your own fears. You're projecting, right? That's coaching, but We all are mini coaches. We all are that for somebody. So we are mentors. We are coaches to everybody we come in contact with our lives, whether that be our children, whether that be our friends, whether that be our our coworkers. You know, we have the ability. We can't control anybody besides ourselves, but we can influence people. And so, you know, if we want to be that, as Gandhi says, be the change you want to see in the world. Well, if you want to be that, you have no choice but to do self-care. You have no choice but to... Find what re-energizes you. You don't have to call it self-care, but find a way to get into your heart space. Find a way to get into your love. Find a way to get into that space where you feel just you just feel good. And then come at the world like that. Ooh, you want to see shit fall together. And like I said, I am not in that space all the time. But you know what I did do before I came on this podcast is I made sure I was in that space. Okay, I had to ask you. I gotta I have to interrupt you. How did you get ready for this call? I want to know. So anytime I come onto a call, I always do a few minutes of meditation, um, which is an intention meditation. So I sit down, I do a little bit of breathing. I, I make sure that I'm getting really deep into the bottom part of my lungs. Cause that oxygenates my brain better. There's lots of little pockets down there that gets the most oxygen. When your brain is oxygenated, you are thinking straight. And I asked, what's my intention? Yes. You know, I didn't want to have expectations because I had no idea what you were going to ask me. I mean, I had some idea, but yeah. not really, but what's my intention. And my main intention for this call is to share love, not fear, love it, to share, heart, love it. not hurt. Right. Yes. Like I want people to live in their heart, not their hurt. Exactly. and not for any other reason than I just feel that not for any other reason, but just that it's going to change the world. Um, <laughs> But you are every time we have a conversation, every time you speak your truth, it's changing the world. Exactly. And it, it's, it's like we all have that ability to change the world, by changing ourselves. We have so much like, you know, what's going on in the world right now? And I don't want to go on this huge tangent about this, but, um, you know, we are doing a lot of there's so much division right now in the world. It's us and them, you know, and I don't need to call out who the us and them is because it doesn't matter. We are forgetting the main thing that matters, and that's the biggest label that is the most important is human. We all fall under that label. And I think that right now we're kind of forgetting that and we're getting tied up into so much. And it's really easy to fight for a cause right now. You know, it's making us want to fight for a cause. But the biggest cause we need to fight for is to make sure that we're okay, that we are in our love, in our heart space. Because if we're all right, that if we just, if this think about, I, I want everybody just think about for a second. If everybody in this world was all right, like we're all all right. Like I am good to go happy and you know, clap your hands. Um, (laughs) If everybody was that, how would the world look differently? Just think about that. I could not agree more. And the only way to do that because we often outwardly project and I'm so guilty of it, Gina. And I'm in my twenties doing personal development was spent trying to change everybody around me before I changed myself. Like my (laughs) mom had to change. My dad had to change. My brother had to change. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was all, all I could see was everything they were doing wrong without actually working on at first, what I was doing that wasn't helpful, wasn't helpful for me. And so, and then I bet you everything changed around you when you started doing that everything everything is changing around me cuz i'm still working on it like i'm I, i'm but if we all just worked on it a little the world would change so much i'm not there i am not kumbaya my lord like uh you know i wish i was like some part of me is like oh my god i wish i could just get to that space where i'm like peace and love and happiness and light and love to you all the time but that's not realistic. And I think it's this is not real. You no. Know, and I think this is where,
1: and you, you've said this, so I, a couple of times and this keeps coming up. So I, I, I gotta, we gotta talk about it really quick is that nobody. <laughs> and if you're listening to this and going, yes, I am, then let's have a conversation. <laughs> nobody is Zen all the time. Nobody is positive all the time. You're not meant to be, you know, and, I had, I was talking with a one-on-one client the other day and she was something shitty happened. And she's like, I know we need to reframe it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You sit with that shitty, put your time around for 30 minutes, let the shit flow, let your frustration flow. And then you move past it. But if you don't deal with these things that come up, they're there to teach you something. But I think we've come to a world where everyone is expecting pure Zen, you want to see me when someone's blocking my driveway (laughs) that happens all the time i'm not cool calm kumaya like you say i'm like how disrespectful i think it's important to honor and to expect those feelings because they are all human emotions and if we keep trying to stuff down human emotions we are setting ourselves up for failure feel it Allow yourself to be frustrated, but then ask yourself, okay, what do I learn from it? Am I good from it? Okay, let's move past it. Don't stick in it. But this idea of perfection that we have to be a certain way, it almost negates the whole purpose of self-care you know, and I think a lot of people don't start self-care because they can never picture themselves getting to this place of perfection. It doesn't exist. Allow it to be shitty. Allow this journey to be messy. Allow yourself to, when you're having a bad day, to have a bad day. I will often say on social media, not a great day today. I'm going to give myself the day to process what's going on. I'll come back stronger tomorrow. Okay, cool. Peace. See you tomorrow. We need to say those things more because I do feel that we are stopping so many people from getting from this place of frustration to this place of happiness because the realistic expectations, unrealistic expectations are there, you know? And back to the thing that you said, like happy people, coach happily but i guarantee the majority of people that we come in contact with are not in the happy state they're frustrated they're distracted they're unhappy they feel stuck they feel stressed and then how are they reacting to the world in the same state that they're in right so you're onto something girl like it's just so important to take responsibility of what you can and that's not the exterior that's all with inside. And if you can't relate to some of the terminology that we're using, find words that you can relate to. You don't like meditation and you like to golf, then golf is your meditation. You know, you don't have to use the words that other people are using if they don't resonate with you. Don't like self-care? Then call it something different. Just
0: do it. <laughs> <laughs> i love that i'm so glad that you brought that up because if we hadn't mentioned normalize the fact of not being happy all the time i if i gotten off this podcast and then if we listened to it and we hadn't normalized that i would have been very upset because that is exactly true and the reason why my stance on life is to get into our heart from our hurt is not because we'll never feel hurt again it's because our unfortunately the default setting in the world right now is, is hurt so if we don't intentionally get in our heart, yes. then that's where, that's why it's so important to do it intentionally because the stress is going to happen and stress is normal. Stress is what helps us grow. Uh-huh. I mean, if you look, if we all look back on our lives, how many of us tell the story of, well, I'd never want to go through that again, but you know what? Thank goodness I did because it got me here,
1: yes, right? And yes, yes. you
0: know, all those underdog stories we hear from our favorite actors and actresses and we love hearing what they went through and how they got through it it those are the kind of stressors that are there to help us to grow which is a human need however like i said in today's world we if we're not intentional those the mini stressors are the ones like are getting us by a thousand little cuts at a time those yes. are the ones that we're talking about on this podcast not the getting rid of stress all the time not of 100 happy but also there's um Tabitha Brown, she is a social media star, and I only came across her recently. But she has this one little saying at the end of every clip she ever does, and is, if she says, have yourself a good day. But if you can't have yourself a good day, don't you dare go messing up nobody else's. Oh my God, that's brilliant. It's brilliant, it's so simple. And it's like, yeah, you know what? Every one of us has bad days. Like you said, go cry it out, go do your thing. However, don't you dare go messing up nobody else's that's something that if we could, we could just be aware of that. Now I'm when I say that the first thing that came to my mind in that moment was is like I don't want to put well I, I'm feeling stressed right now and I don't want to put that on somebody else. No, that's not that's what you're talking about need help. If you need help, ask for help. Like, I mean, that's not what we mean. That's you taking your
1: shit out on somebody else and reacting from a place where you're miserable. You're gonna make other people miserable around you. Exactly. Right. And I think once again, like this is the sexy part of self-care is that when you are doing this work and you do have a bad day, you know better that it's going to pass. You know better that you have control. You know better that you have the tools to make it work. So you're not gonna do that. You're gonna stay away from people that day You're not going to maybe take that coaching call. You're going to say, I need a break. And you said something really early in the podcast about energy. I stopped managing my time a long time ago, and I now manage my energy. And it's been the biggest game changer in my whole entire life because I go based on how I feel now. Obviously, sometimes I had to push through. Don't don't get me wrong, but I'm also all about doing things in my life that's going to make me feel good. And there are so many ways that you can do it to, to bring that energy back to you. So I love everything
0: you just said, like amazing. I think we've done a pretty good mic drop on this whole episode so far, just saying. <laughs> I think so.
1: I'm looking at the tunnel, I was like, I don't want
0: to go. There's so much more.
1: Okay, I do want to ask you one more question um, before we dive into the funny part. Um, if you could ask your younger self or not ask, but if you could tell your younger self one thing what would it be?
0: All this is for a reason. So you will survive and the pain will be worth it. I like it.
1: That is absolutely beautiful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the tears are here because it's true. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, when I look back, like you said, when you look back at your life and man, like there's been a lot of times where I've questioned and been like, why this again? Like, what is this trying to teach me? And I developed this thing a long time ago where it's like, whatever happens to me, and I know this might sound a little bit cray but it is what it is. Um, I have adopted this mantra that whatever happens to me, it's happening to me because I'm meant to help somebody else with the same problem. Hmm. and you know there was one point when I was in therapy and I still am in therapy but uh, one of these particular therapy sessions and I remember crying and saying why is this happening to me why is it that my plate seems to be so much fuller and so many people around me and I didn't get the greatest advice but when I came home I reflected on it and that's what I chose to believe and it has released such a huge pressure off my chest it doesn't make the hard times you know not hard but they're less heavy if that makes any sense it makes exactly perfect sense yeah mm-hmm. and maybe you're whoever's listening maybe who you're helping might not be the same magnitude as mine but you're still there's still a lesson maybe your lesson is different
0: yeah and it's just you know it's kind of like we talk about stress this whole episode really and When we work our muscles, we know we purposely stress, stretch, uh, stress them to grow them. Mm -hmm. And so the same thing when it comes to all those, those pains that happen to us in our lives, even if they are just profound, there's nobody in this life that does not go through death that does not like go through all of those may break up those major pains. And it's part of what allows us to enjoy each other, to really um, empathize with each other. It's part of the human journey that we can all relate to. And as hard as it is, but those stressors also give us bigger muscles for later on in life. Like I'm going to give an example of if you've never had a pet in your life, for instance, and you've never experienced death as youth experiencing death at a later age. I know this because I know people who did. They never had a they never had that experience early in life. It was so much worse for them later on, not that they never got through it, but it was so much worse for them. Whereas like, if you've had that experience of going through those, those passings earlier on in life, then the later in life, it becomes a little bit more manageable to get through. It prepares us for it. And so that, I mean, obviously that's a very heavy topic, but, um, I just think it's, it's a great topic to say that, Hey, we go through this for getting us prepared for what is inevitably going inevitably going to happen, we can't avoid it. Absolutely. Life. And trying to trying to avoid
1: it and putting yourself in situations where you're sticking to your comfort zone and you're not doing anything different, and your days are the exact same thing. That's almost your way of trying to protect yourself, I think, from the inevitable, from the challenges, from the uncomfort, from the lessons, from the resilience. And I think it's, it's in these lessons that we, like you said, develop these muscles of learning how to cope
0: with life. Exactly. Hello, COVID and our lockdown. I mean, right. Right. Absolutely. Where It really came into play, but that's a whole other topic for a whole (laughs) other podcast. (laughs) Amazing. Okay. Are you ready for our rapid fire questions?
1: (laughs) Let's go for it. Okay. So it's exactly as it implies. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. And the first thing that comes to your mind Just let it go. I will warn you that sometimes these go on a little bit of a a tangent because some of them are not really rapid fire, but they're so fun. (laughs) Okay. Love it. Okay. Who was your favorite spice girl? Ginger. Nachos or tacos? Uh, Nachos. Yes. A nickname you used to have or still have?
0: Russell. If you could travel back in time, where would you go? I think I want to see like Egypt or something. Like, like Mm. Egypt back in, you know, when there was like Pharaohs and yeah. Amazing. I could totally see that for some reason. Yeah. I don't even know where that came from.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Who's your favorite Harry Potter character? I don't, I
0: don't watch I don't know Harry Potter. I'm going to have to
1: take this question out and it's going to break my heart. I know. So many people
0: don't know Harry Potter. Okay. okay. I know. I'm sorry. I almost did the I almost like d- during that time. I almost did the whole like Harry Potter because it was too um, you know, it was too too much, too, too societal. Like everybody was doing it. And the same thing, I i don't know anything about the the vampire one either. Like oh know?
1: gotcha, that's too or far. I like can't it. even
0: remember the name. Anyway, go on. <laughs> Twilight. Yes,
1: there it is. That um thing. sunrise or sunset. Oh sunrise. What's your go-to order from your favorite restaurant?
0: This is hilarious. So I am 99% vegetarian. but damn it, I love a good, like, chicken burger, deep fried, battered. And so that's why I don't call myself a vegetarian. So, you know, like Wendy's spicy chicken combo or uh, Mary Brown's Big Mary, something like that. Yeah, if it wasn't for that, I would be... I I would label myself. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, We don't like labels anyway.
0: (laughs) What is your favorite word? Awesome. It's, I didn't know it, but every time I look back on every single text, I probably say it 50 times a day. And you know, predictive text, when I put in the A, it automatically comes up awesome. So Mine's amazing, And I have actually when I go back listening to podcasts and I'm editing, I
1: had the take out because I always say that's amazing, and I'm saying, yeah, I say like, the word a lot too. oh, such a such a
0: repetitive word for me.
1: What is your go-to song if you need to pick me up?
0: Tina Turner, simply the best.
1: Oh, that's a good one. I yeah, love, love it. it. If you could win an Olympic medal for any sport, real or fake, what would it be? Talking <laughs> And a real one?
0: Yeah. Oh, real? Um, oh, my God. I got to say it now. I can't believe I'm about to say this. Farting. Oh, my God. It's not what did real. you say? say farting.
1: Okay. Stephanie. 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 We oh are the same person. It's out. It's out. Okay. It just, yeah. I have uncontrollable laughter around farting. We need to have a conversation about <laughs>
0: Oh my god. I cannot believe you just then like, it would just be you laughing and then me farting and then me laughing, me farting at my laugh, and then my laugh and pushing my fart out. I can't I believe I just went through we, my we're, so. we're the
1: same person. Like it's it's not even fit. Oh god. Okay, compose yourself, Gina. Um, if you could change your name, what would it be?
0: I think that I would do something like. I would probably have to say faith. I wanted to say grace too. But when I said that, when I, in my mind just then for that split second, I thought to myself, my father would be like you and grace. Yeah, right. Bull in a china shop. So I'm going to say faith. faith. Oh, that's fun. I like it. Um, if
1: you could have one superpower, what would it be?
0: Okay. So I actually know right away. I I imagine myself. So remember I talked earlier about the, the love thing, right? So yeah. Um, I with anxiety, how that felt inside of me was chaotic in my heart. And so my superpower would be, and I recognized that I wasn't letting the love out, and so it was being disturbed inside, and I had built up a heart wall of protection. And so the moment that I started to let little love out more and feel love and just the reciprocation of love, that I actually had this this the, the chaos inside of me started to settle. And so my I have a character that I've created. It's a Care Bear and it's the Care Bear stare from the heart, not from the belly. And it's um, it's love. And so and her name is Unstoppable Bear. So OnStop a Bear is my um, is my superhero and she is my um, alter ego and she is nonstop love. That is the
1: most beautiful answer I've ever gotten for that question.
0: <laughs> oh yeah well, i appreciate that yeah she's she's a thing i can show you her i i already graphic designed her so i could show you on stop repair i would love i would love that yes please morning or
1: night person uh
0: midday <laughs> <laughs> describe yourself in three words energetic a lot and kind beautiful
1: if you were stranded on a desert island or tropical island we'll go tropical um and you had all of your essentials what are two things you would have to bring with you i'm sorry to my husband but it would have to be my dog and books Mm, i think those are the exact same two i'd probably slip some wine in my purse but other than that (laughs) (laughs) climb a mountain
0: or jump from a plane. Jump from a plane. If you were really hungry, would you eat a bug? Uh, I mean, yeah, of course.
1: (laughs) Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Talk to animals. And the the last question, which is a little bit more serious, but what's the best piece of advice you have ever gotten that you wish you knew earlier in life?
0: There's been so many, Gina. Um, I think honestly, the Best piece of advice is just be. But of course, that's not it's simple, but it's not always easy.
1: No, but anything worth working for usually isn't right. I like it. And I think if we could all just be a little more, um, we'd really come back to ourselves. I think we're so we're so busy trying to do everything, trying to find who we are. But it's really in the simplicity. That's where we find it. So I love it. Well, this was freaking incredible. I am so happy that you came on. I really appreciate your time, your energy, your wisdom. And I want people to be able to follow you and find you and
0: witness this light every single day. So where can people find you? I appreciate that so much. And thank you so much for having me on. It's been an absolute pleasure. And it's conversations like this that just light me up, light yeah. me up. So thank you for having the space for it to find me on basically Instagram. At Stephanie Russell Coach okay. would be the place where you're gonna find content um that would be you know absolutely lots of free content, lots of um RGTVs and all that kind of stuff. If you just want to do a little binge or whatever, if you enjoyed it that much, girl. Um <laughs> and uh then they can go to wavesociety.ca wav society.ca is my website. Um I built it myself. It's a work in progress. Very proud of what I've done. It's still progressing, but you can find on there some information about myself. I do have a confidence course that just got launched. That's six weeks. It's, I will say it's pretty profound. I'm very proud of it. And I'll put the link for that in the, in the show notes as well. Thank you for that. So they can instantly go on that and it will be like a six week self-coaching journey that they will help them to boost their confidence. i beautiful. Very proud of that. But other than that, all my stuff's on the website amazing
1: do yourself a favor guys go follow her sign up for her course she is a beautiful bright light and you will not be disappointed stephanie thank you again
0: for coming on the show you're amazing thank you gina so are you i appreciate it so much again thank you for having this podcast for everybody because it really is a bright light in the world so thank you thank you for saying that i really really appreciate it Thanks for listening
1: friends. I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did. This is Gina keeping and remember to keep it real and to keep it fun. Thanks for spending time with me today. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, feel free to take a screenshot and share this with someone that you think should hear this. If this is your very first time listening, I would really appreciate if you push that subscribe button so you can join us for all future episodes. And if you're feeling really generous, I would love for you to leave a five-star review. Be kind, folks. I'm Gina Keeping, and today we have been Keeping It Real. We'll see you next time.